The four teams qualified for the UEFA Champions League semifinals have been confirmed after two days of competitions. Karim Benzema saved Real Madrid twice against Chelsea. Villarreal continued to upset powerhouses, first Juventus and now Bayern Munich. Atletico Madrid couldn't stop Manchester City, but they didn't let them go easily. Liverpool and Benfica scored a total of 10 goals in two games before the rest advanced. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back. Okay. So first, I want to congratulate Liverpool making the semifinals <laughs> yeah. in the easiest way, uh, quoting, but yeah. among the four matchups. Yeah, their game... Like, they were definitely the team where in both legs you could see they were taking it easy. Yeah. In the first half, they played at least fairly full strength. Mm-hmm. In the second half, it was, like, completely different. Like, yeah. a, a backline of Simicas, Konate, Matip, Gomez, mm-hmm. not even, like, subbed on Virgil van Dijk, Alexander-Arnold, playing like that, and they time. still led. Yeah. I mean, I think the only thing this really shows is, like we were saying in the previous podcast we did about, mm-hmm. the, about them and Manchester City, this is very much an attacking team which is reliant on its core group. Yeah. So, for example, they did concede three, which they were in the position to do so. Because so, when the goals started coming in, they were basically five up already. So you can understand how they ended up in that position. But when you have a centre-back of Virgil van Dijk's calibre who can kind of boss a, a back four, back three sometimes, that's fine because it's a reactive position. So you need that chemistry there. When it's like, you know, Matip and Konate who are playing for the first time together in like a very long time, Mm -hmm. you can see where the cracks come through. But by virtue of that, you know for a fact this was done because they're saving for the uh, FA Cup semi-final at the weekend. They're not going to play like this when they get through to the semis. True. So, you know, you can see that this wasn't them a full strength. But even a half strength, they're pretty solid. Mm-hmm. As for Benfica, they were really good themselves. Um, Darwin Nunez is, exactly. you know, yeah. the way they were talking, at least the commentators on, on my feed, Jonathan Pierce was basically saying at the start of the game, he is a top prospect for next season. Mm-hmm. By the end of the game, he was like, okay, he's gone. Next season, he's getting Definitely. snapped up by someone else because yeah. he scored so many goals. He was so dangerous against Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like this kind of extends to what we were saying last time around, which is if you play in a particular style, eventually it gets found out. Tiki Taka got overtaken by Gigan pressing. Mm-hmm. This, to me, yes, there were weaknesses within this Liverpool team. Jürgen Klopp admitted so himself. They were done intentionally to, to save players' legs for the, for the uh, FA Cup and things like that. Mm-hmm. But still, the way Benfica were not getting pulled out of position by Liverpool, they weren't falling for the verticality of it. The fact that, you know, it was uh, Diaz, Firmino and Diego Jota up front rather than Salah and Mane, mm-hmm. who came on much later, admittedly. But still, the fact it wasn't the core rotation, less overlaps, the slightly less complication meant it was easier for them to play. Yeah. Which makes me think that going forward, Liverpool are really going to have to be on their guard in the next maybe two or three seasons because it looks to me like they're getting if not figured out there's a new wave coming through in football that's true although uh i remember one of the guys in liverpool said that before this game they's like after what happened with inter mm-hmm. we must be careful and yeah. this is being cautious yeah it's true that their style was already figured out but again their style worked for so long yeah all it took maybe is a bit of surprising twist somewhere here and somewhere there it can be different because right. when you were on the advantages side, 
your opponents are under more pressure.、Mm-hmm. So whatever you change, it will be double or tripling work for them. Right. Yeah. I, I, think, mean, yeah. I mean, like a thing that's noticeable is no Trent Alexander Arnold,、mm-hmm. who's been like probably one of the most underrated players in the whole Premier League recently. Him gone reduces the complexity, which gave Benfica a leg up. So yeah, you are right. There's definitely they can twist this, bring back Trent, add maybe Thiago more to the midfield. What,、yeah. Whatever it is they do, I think Klopp is smart enough to make these right tweaks. But I think the overall gig and pressing style, it's getting found out.、Mm-hmm. Liverpool's opponents will be Villarreal,、mm-hmm. who knocked out Bayern Munich. Yeah, it Bayern、like, Munich apparently attacked a lot. Yeah, one goal only. Mm-hmm. They wasted so many chances, or they just lost their mojo of fighting back at home in the like, second like leg. Like I say, I think this is again part of the wave of gig and pressing being found out because、yeah. I think that's very clear. Is whatever Julian Nagelsmann has done to this team, he has he doesn't have the intensity of Hansi Flick,、mm-hmm. and that's understandable because that team was really like tired by、yeah. the end. They were they were stumbling because of how intense he plays. But at the same time, we have to respect Villarreal and Unai Emery because I believe it was the very last time we were talking about this. With how many times Unai Emery has won the Europa League, you have to look at him as a club coach rather、mm. than a rather than a league coach. Because I think Villarreal are what tenth in La Liga, yeah. So、mm. it's it's there or thereabouts basically. It's, it's definitely the bottom half of the league, and yet here they are, looking absolutely fantastic against、mm-hmm. the Bayern Munich side that was pretty much a full strength. Lewandowski got his one goal, and it was typical Lewandowski in the sense of they gave him just enough space.、Mm-hmm. He got it off the post, but it was still a shot that he had to take. Yeah.、Um, you compare that to the other side of things, where again, it's a very small margin. You know,、mm-hmm. it ended、uh, one all with a、uh, with the goal from Samuel Chukwueze, who came on、yeah. as a as a sub later on, and you could see basically that what was happening here is they leave so much space to do the high line. That they leave this younger, faster team a lot of room to move into. So when they aren't as well drilled as they were under Hansi Flick, all it takes is being a step too slow,、mm-hmm. and someone will grab onto it. You know, we were saying previously, like Dan Juma and Lacelso, they're basically Premier League castoffs. Yeah. But a situation we often find ourselves in is players who can't crack the top three, top five, whatever, can get into a smaller league, yes, lower ranked team. And then get more game time and improve, and we're really seeing that with this Villarreal,、um, Capu in the and Capu and Cochrane in the in the、mm-hmm. midfield, they were absolutely fantastic、mm-hmm. at setting up the front four, and a Bayern Munich team simply shouldn't be allowing that. No, and I don't know what the issue is or how it came about. Besides for that, Emery has them perfectly coached to do the exact counter style. Or if it's a case, as I was talking to a friend earlier, who he suspects that Bayern are simply too good for that league. They are in the position now. I mean, the Bundesliga—they're too、mm-hmm. good for that. They're in the position now where they don't get pressed enough. That they aren't really used to facing teams that can't handle them on this level. That seems a bit of a stretch for me, but I do think there is something to it in the sense of they very rarely face opponents who are just like the one-to-one mirror image. True. So I,、yeah. I I think there's a lot to learn for Bayern from this. A lot they can take away in terms of they have to be more intense, be a little bit faster. Perhaps this is the beginning of the end for Thomas Müller, who is showing、yeah. his legs a little bit. Perhaps like、um, 
of a Meccano who is very young. Maybe in a year or two, he'll get better. I, d- I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Lewandowski's on his way out, apparently. Uh, who knows? Whereas on the other side of things, Villarreal, now I'm fascinated to see what they do against Liverpool because mm-hmm. they're another gig-impressing team. We've gone from Nagelsmann back to Klopp. And they seem so well designed. And they've already seen what Benfica could do. They are a better team um, overall. Jared Moreno up front is a fantastic number seven. I'm really fascinated. Like, Liverpool go into this as the second best team in the Premier League in terms of points. Probably the second best team in the whole Champions League. Could maybe two or, th- yeah. two or three. I almost think that Villarreal have their number. I think they will. The thing about the Bayern not facing enough threat in Bundesliga, mm-hmm. maybe it's true, but at least this season, Bayern didn't do so well against those that's, seemingly threatening opponents. That's that's yeah. true, and I, I wonder what brought that about, because we see that Have sometimes. Have so fast? I don't think well, so. Well, the thing is, we see that sometimes. It's always with like the managers that don't do... Like, it happened with Niko Kovac. Mm. Didn't happen under Hansi Flick. It's no. happening now with um, Julian Nagsman didn't happen with Pep. Um, you know, it, it, we see this sometimes. I don't know what it is, but certain it's managers... Like a period? Yeah, right. And I, I just, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But again, uh, if there's something, is this is the first... Bayern have been relying on this core, you know, front, middle, and back, mm-hmm. the same core for too long. Yeah. And they're all their 30s. Yeah. Maybe it's time for change before it's too late so you have to start everything over. Yeah, that's it because for example like uh Musiala was on the left, El Muller was on the right. Yeah. Musiala very much seems like the next generation whereas Muller is of the last. The generation before the last. Yeah, and he is one of those players we've kind of talked about this before. We think about say like uh Golo Kanté, David Luiz, different positions, yes. But what I mean is they are very much maverick players. Like, mm-hmm. Muller's done a lot of interviews where he basically describes himself as, like, Raumdeuter, space explorer, okay. doesn't really fit into a standard yeah. formation. And that's fine when, basically, being a maverick, when you're doing well, that's fine because you're then unplayable. Mm-hmm. But when you're not, you start to look like the weak link in the team. Yeah, and he was. Yeah, was, yeah right. In this he, game. he very much was. And when that happens, it's very difficult to come back from that. Yeah. So the other matchups mm-hmm. first is the UFC game on football field. <laughs> yeah. That clash, I don't know why yeah. Atletico got so angry. Like you did the tackle first. Yeah. I know the reaction was not as well yeah. deserved, but again, they create enough trouble without yeah. even half of the possession. They actually shot more and more on the target. Yeah. They definitely deserve the win. Just a little bit lack of luck. Yeah, that's it. Like this, again, talking about styles. So if I'm saying to myself that it looks to me like Gagan pressing maybe on the way out. Mm-hmm. With Atletico, I feel like what Simeone needs to do is just slightly tweak it because he loves playing these fine margins. Yeah. Because... You know, everyone was saying, basically, they conceded in the first game, but one goal at the Metropolitano, it's not much. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to, okay, it's the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and you're shoving on Suarez because you need the goal now, well, City are smart enough to know that, and they will sit back and make yeah. it impossible. So I really think that across both legs, if I was him, if I was an Atletico player, Atletico fan, whatever... I'd have my head held high. I'd see this as like a moral victory. Obviously, you want to go further. You've seen it happen before. And this is a side that can go further. But against a side as good as Manchester City, who can just change things on a dime, as we saw Mm -hmm. last game where Foden comes on, second touch, sets up De Bruyne's goal. 
you need to have slightly bigger buffers. And that was the thing here because they were basically like if you like you said, more shots on goal, more mm-hmm. aggressive. They were once again severely limiting Manchester City. Yeah. And I really think that, you know, Real Madrid won't be able to play like this, but what they will have taken away is City don't have the mentality no. for roughhousing like this. Yeah. You can have someone in your team who can, like Felipe is the example here, because mm-hmm. he was the guy who got the yellow he and did. got sent yeah. off. You don't have to go as far as that, but a guy who's willing to cause trouble, who go, go a little bit too hard, a little bit obviously not intending to play, obviously just causing trouble. If you have a guy like that, you mentioned before Pepe, who used to play for Real exactly. Madrid. They need a guy like that who can get under the skin of a Phil Foden go a bit too rough with the Jack Grealish and mm-hmm. that will really unsettle that team because, it will. you know, that final brawl was quite embarrassing from the City perspective in the sense of they'd be getting wound up all game but on paper they were winning. They had the mm-hmm. first goal from last time. There was no need for them to react the way they did yeah. and for them to get that mad when they were even to have see the red card for Atletico. Mm-hmm. So they were already going to be a goal up and a man up at the last 10 minutes. Yeah. They didn't need to be like that, no. and they shouldn't be losing their composure like that. That's true. Which to me shows that Simeone's just a tweak away from being a real, like, That's elite how close they were. Right. Yeah. This is like, you can't fight your battle on your enemy's uh, field, because... Mm. If you play PAP style, you know, passing, moving, go fast and make changes, you can never beat him. That guy is the master of that. He actually has a magic that will drag you into his pace. Mm -hmm. But Samioni managed to drag himself out. It's just like one meter away, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, you're saying that like in those final few minutes, they were so close to getting the equalizer. Like it was such an unlucky closing stage. You know, um, João Felix for most of that game, he was he was up front as the lone striker, and he got a lot of really good shots. Um, then they brought in um, Carrasco, Suarez, and they basically rejuvenated their entire front three. Mm-hmm. And you, it felt to me like had maybe like I say with the margins, they started doing this quite late on in the game. You know, um, João Felix got swapped off for uh, Mateus Cunha with yeah. like eight minutes remaining. Um, Suarez came on. It was actually. I'm looking at the notes now. It was the same time, eight minutes remaining. Mm-hmm. Give them a little bit more time, at, at the very least 15 minutes. Because say you're Luis Suarez, you you know, fantastic goal scorer, but he's getting up there a bit. He needs to warm up. He can't yeah. come on cold and just make a difference. That's true. Foden, Not microwave. You know, Foden could in the last game, because he's very young, he's mm-hmm. got youth on his side. Suarez needs to warm up a little bit. So this is one of those games where all respect to Manchester City for grinding out the win but also all respect for Atletico for forcing them to be the the best, most expensive team in the world, and that all they could do was have one goal yeah. across, you know, 180 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I think Real have what it takes. Because yeah. first, you had a 3-1 to win. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, everything is confirmed. We're, yeah. we're going to win. And then you trailed by three. Yeah. After like 70 minutes, you had that go, okay, now it's overtime, but suddenly... A guy who was 36 years old, mm-hmm. who was always underrated, came again, scored a header. Yeah. That's how, That's the resilience it takes to beat someone like Pap. And Riel just showed they have it. Yeah, yeah, right. This was the like the exact reverse of the first game in the sense of this was Chelsea on firing on all cylinders. They had the movement. Mm-hmm. They were absolutely fantastic. I was really, really impressed with Mason Mount, who I, 
who is one of those players who feels like a team can be built around him. I'm yeah. saying that, you know, he plays right in the center of midfield, so yes, fair enough. But, you know, you have him, you had Loftus-Cheek, um, you had Reese James, who I think is, again, another very underrated right-back in the Premier League. They were really moving that ball fast. They were playing with impetus. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, Thomas Tuchel is kind of a pessimist. He was going into this saying he yeah. couldn't do anything. So I don't know if they were playing this way to prove him wrong or realized whatever it was they were doing the first time didn't work, but they were really, really doing well. You know, they mentioned that no team has come down from that kind of loss mm-hmm. besides for when United beat PSG a few seasons yeah. ago. And that performance was good enough that I kept Ole in his job. And then out of nowhere, Rodrigo gets that goal. He, mm-hmm. he comes on the 78th minute, scores two minutes later from a pass from... How old is Luka Modric? 36? Uh, One year older than Benzema. Yeah, right. So, you know, he still has the accuracy, if not the pace. Like, that goal was so perfectly weighted. And then suddenly, it's even on aggregate. And all night, the thing which Chelsea have proven is, if you push into this Real team, they don't have the legs to go the other way. No, And if you can stop the service from Modric, Modric, Cues, and Casemiro you can stop anything happening up front. Because Vinicius is fine, Valverde is fine, but if you can't get the ball to them, because they're kind of, not disconnected, but it's very much a Cruz and Modric have to pass to them. Yeah, they, can't they need keep, someone to tell them what Right, they do. basically need to be fed the service, and then the service gets through to Kareem Benzema, and as he has done all season long, the moment the ball gets to his feet, if it isn't in the goal, it's on target. Exactly. And he had that shot in the first... In the first um, because it went to extra time, his goal was in the 94th minute. Mm-hmm. So in standard time, he had that shot where it just grazed over the top. Mm. And it almost felt like, okay, that was his warm-up. That was his, like, testing the range. Next time, he'll target more accurately. Precisely. Then when he got it, it was like, okay, there's still half an hour left. But just this, whatever it is about him this this season, this season he scores. He should win the ball of the owner. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, he is really, like, a, he's really proving himself. And... Yeah, as soon as he got that in, it was like, okay, there's 24 minutes left, 26 minutes left, but doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the way he, yeah. he plays right now. So, like, it really showed to me across both legs the weaknesses and strengths of both sides. However, the fact Real went through and it was via growth across these games mm-hmm. makes me think that Ancelotti, who, as we say, previously has been a very much a, uh, a knockout cup coach. Yeah. I think he He's has... He's still one of the top three managers in the yeah, world. Yeah, absolutely. I really do think he is... He's basically made this Real into a formidable formidable team again. Definitely. So it's Spain against England now mm-hmm. in the semifinals. <laughs> yeah. Can you make your uh, predictions for the results of the semifinals and then the final? I suspect it will be... Because based on what, I, what I'm seeing of, of all the teams, I am really sensing an upset with Villarreal mm-hmm. if not in one game in both and I'm predicting a final of Villarreal versus Manchester City wow the winning the the victory of a very how do I put this like the average class team mm. all the way to the final if that happens yeah who, who do you bet on to win the final throne oh, I mean at that point 
You know what? At that point, I think I'd even go as far as say Virial when the yeah, whole I thing. Because when you think about it, like every few years we get a, um, a team Bru- like this: Borussia yeah. Dortmund in '97, mm-hmm. Porto in 2005. Yeah, I, I really do feel like we are on the verge of seeing a major upset, mm. and I think Virial will be the team to do it. And I think that's all for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll be hearing from you guys very soon next week. See you. S- speak to you then.